0: Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Let's Kill Twitter. This is the show that aims to detox your timeline with the art of conversation. Let's Kill Twitter is recorded live and on Zoom and this week's guest was filmmaker and comedian Matt Hyton. Matt's a bit of a demon on Twitter and if you've ever seen a TV opening sequence recreated using stock images, well, that would be Matt. This was a show that focused on Twitter as well as on the tweets themselves so we discussed what makes a good tweet in terms of going viral, why some tweets attract followers and some don't, uh, how there is a knowing crapness of some social media efforts um, and we discussed memes quite a bit as well. The tweets specifically chosen were Matt Hancock's comeback video, James Felton's levelling up Morgan Danielle's dad meme, that was from Blade Runner, the trailer for Cowboy Bebop and Simon Evans' fuel shortage take using the old classic of the head-turner meme. We hope you enjoy the show. Please follow us on Twitter at LKT Zoom. Good evening to you. It is eight o'clock, it's Sunday night, and you're watching Let's Kill Twitter. This is the show that aims to detox your timeline with the art of conversation. Well, thankfully, I don't have to do that alone. Comedian and filmmaker Matt Haydn is joining me tonight to trawl through Twitter. But before I introduce Matt properly, uh, just a bit of admin. If you're watching us live, well, thank you very much for doing that. You'll be doing that on one of Facebook Live, on Twitch or on YouTube. Uh, the record of the show will be available on Facebook Live and on YouTube. So if you know anyone that's missed the show and that would like to see it or catch up with past episodes, etc., Please do direct them there, and do the liking, subscribing thing. Of course, crucially, when it comes to following us, please do follow us at our on our Twitter account at LKT Zoom. You can see the handle of that liberally splashed across the screen, and obviously, the big uh, the account is share screened right next to me. You can't miss it. You can't miss it. If you do that when we're live, that means you can comment, ask questions, share your favourite tweets with us. The rest of the time, that's where we'll be sharing clips of the show, news of future shows and generally trying to curate as uh, sort of enticing a selection of tweets as possible. So it's all uh, it's all good. Please do follow us. So without further ado, uh, it's a great pleasure to introduce uh, Matt Hyden to you. Matt is a stand up storyteller, writer and director. His solo shows have been taken around the world from Edinburgh to Australia. He's also the director, writer, and collaborator for the 2018 Chortle Award-winning Weirdos Collective, who Chortle described as the closest thing we have to a modern-day comic strip. So that's praise indeed, for those of you who remember the comic strip. Um, Matt's a co-founder, well, speaking of Chortle, Matt is a co-founder of the Chortle-nominated live improvised comedy show, Comedian Cinema Club, which The Guardian described as one of the best audience participation shows. This has now grown to house residencies in London, Brighton and LA, and has its own series of widely regarded podcasts. As a filmmaker, Matt has directed sketches, trailers, and several short films, including his debut short film, Santa Geddon, which starred some of the best names in the comedy circuit. This was officially selected for festivals worldwide, including the Leeds International Film Festival and Glasgow Short Film Festival. The current projects that Matt's doing includes writing scripts for Channel 4's Mashed, and of course, he does banging tweets. And that's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons he's with us tonight. So please welcome Matt Hyton. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hi, hello, hello. Uh, hello, hello. I spent a long time home evening, Martin. That's the regular viewer of the show, Martin. Thank you very much. Hi, Martin. Uh, spent a long time honing your CV, Matt. I was, uh, it's very impressive. <laughs> it's it's really
1: weird to hear it read back to you. It's kind of horrible. <laughs> did you not? Did you really it, <laughs> I, oh, I just, you know, how it is, these things. Also realise I need to update that very much. Um, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, that tend
0: to be one. the way, yes. I I, I sort of, uh, I do sort of job, like, oh, yeah, I really must change
1: that, yeah. Was that was that from my website? Or was that? it is
0: it is from your website?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's why I know it because uh, unfortunately I had to write that. <laughs> oh god!
0: Um, oh, don't yeah. be embarrassed. Don't. It's not. It's,
1: it's that. Um, it's that old school. Uh, uh, working class family. You can't be proud of your achievements. You must oh, feel, oh, feel this... some element of shame from them. Well, so. I've
0: got. Yeah, I've. Um, that's interesting. So I uh, will tell you what. I mean, we could go into sort of. Of massive therapy now this could be a completely different show now yeah. um but one of the things I didn't realize but you're from um you're from Saddleworth aren't you yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It, it just conjured memories of uh, I have to confess I spent a summer or well, two weeks in the summer of 1995 in a van putting up posters for the Lib Dems in the Burn Saddleworth by-election so oh was, wow it was like, yeah I know it's one of my former lives and um it was also the first I think I'm not sure if it's the first election he was involved in but the shadowy character known as Peter Mandelson, I think, was the election agent.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> that was, well,
0: certainly heavy I mean, that, in that
1: kind That is pre me knowing anything about politics. I, I would have lived there then as well, but my dad probably raging at the TV about it. So. I'm
0: sure. No, I'm sure. Well, I've
1: got to say, it's one of
0: those like subculture or cultural sort of bombs that shows my age. But, you know, it's, just, it's right. a link, isn't it? It's a segue. We're all, we're all
1: getting older, mate. We're all getting older. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, twice and twice the speed usually during this podcast, actually.
1: So, how are you? How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm very busy at the moment, which is lovely after a year and a half of uh, just the world being the way it is. So, yeah, it's it's nice to sort of uh, get a bit of a routine going and and things are opening up. Obviously, that's all everyone says now. Things are opening up again. Uh, But yeah, it's just nice. Um, Life's all right. Life's all right. So
0: how do you feel about that balance between sort of things opening up and things not quite being, you know, we're not out of the woods, but, you know... Oh, yeah, I mean,
1: let's, let's, let's say what it is. I'm not rushing out to uh, <laughs> start uh, another tsunami or anything, but it is, you know, it's, it is what it is, isn't it? Hopefully you've got to trust the science and I'd say follow the advice, but it changes so much. But you know what I mean, common sense, usually you- common sense. Try not to get infected or infect others. Fair enough.
0: I can't say fairer than that. And have you been involved in any live um, stuff on stage recently? Or are you, are you mainly sort of writing at the moment?
1: Um, I've been gigging again, which has been very nice. Um, so, yeah, sort of the past few weeks, especially getting back out, which is great, but I feel like a hurdler who can't remember how to get over a hurdle. So I'll finish the race. Every time it comes to hurdles, like oh! it's just not as slick as it used to be. So I just it's kind of relearning some some old gears mainly.
0: Are you saying yeah. that you're not up for the tw- you're not going to be selected for the twenty 20- twenty four Olympics? It's basically that
1: you're out. Yeah, I mean it depends what the the competition is. Uh, for <laughs> for comedy, probably not. Uh, for Diet to Coke consumed in a year, then maybe. I mean they've got well, you've got table tennis. you've got table
0: tennis, you've got skateboarding, uh, and what's the other one these days that I think is slightly? Oh, well, there's BMX as well, so I mean you, you just never know, do you.
1: Yeah, I mean, all those things require some element of uh, balance or uh, spatial awareness, so <laughs> okay. <laughs> if, it, if it was Mario tennis, uh, I'd be in
0: oh okay well watch this space because i think that the olympics might want to go even more contemporary one day so there could be social media related sports and all sorts in oh, there really i'm there that's
1: my time to show it's
0: time to put what are they esports. sports sports is what we're that's what we're after yeah. essentially isn't it? it could happen so speaking oh, yeah. of that's so almost a segue to talking about your life online which um you know as far as i'm concerned we've got i've got a t- twitter superstar on the show i'm very sort of uh Watch, watch your work from afar. We've uh, included it in a couple of shows and certainly put it in the sort of the likes column for things to be discussed. So give, let, let's try and just give an overall sense of how you sort of operate on Twitter, Facebook, and all of them, and then we can just sort of concentrate on Twitter.
1: I mean, Twitter's the only one they have any steam on. Like if something's gonna work, the rest are uh, <laughs> unfortunate afterthought sometimes. It's weird, like something does really well, um then it'll pick up on other platforms quite often but yeah other, otherwise basically anything gets off the ground it's from twitter but i mean i try i try to do instagram but it just i just don't get there and i, mean, I tried to tick tock because i was on tick tock years ago when i was working at the beano mm-hmm. but again i'm i'm such a because i love film it it not having an option that's really good for for 69 or uh, any sort of film format i'm like yeah. oh, i don't want to put it into portrait mode so i get very <laughs> upset leave leave tick <laughs> for the the kids uh who are doing yeah you see i haven't really bothered
0: so we we discussed TikToks in previous show and it was with show that i think anna morris and alex healy were on and uh we sort of likened it to the there's an episode of Buffy where the, everyone loses their voice and then she smashes the box at the end and the voices come out. It's like, yeah. that's TikTok. So you can't, can you not on TikTok actually turn the phone around and get
1: a portrait you, you, you? you? can, but it's, you know, it's not designed for that. And it shouldn't be designed for that. I mean, TikTok is like, you know, it's got its dark pockets, but it's, a, it's probably one of the best social medias. I mean, like, as a comedian, you get intensely, like, Oh, there's so many funny people in the world. And you generally feel like you are running a bit to catch up. But I mean, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It, but it just absorbs time. Like yeah. the, the scroll feed is designed better than any social media to just keep you going. It's I feel so like buckets of darkness. That's, that's yeah. something there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. I mean,
0: I think social media is one of those things where just you'll get a tweet or a post on another. Where it's a member of the public, but they've just come up with this doozy of a joke, and you're oh, just thinking, wow.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, I'm, I'm fascinated. Like, so I really nerd about this stuff. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with how things spread. Because sometimes you can see something and you know it's going to be massive straight away. Like, you see someone put something and you can just, you just know that it's going to snowball. Whereas other things you see and they're brilliant, but they just don't get any steam. And that in itself is, like, an absolute art. People who just consistently do good things that go massive when they don't really, like, have a massive following, I just think it's brilliant. And that's why, again, TikTok is uh, more egalitarian than the others because you – I don't know if it's still the same, but when it started, certainly, like, anyone, if they made something good, it gets shown to people compared to the other end of the spectrum, like Instagram and Facebook, where it's now – Oh, you want people to see this uh give us some money where yeah. it's kind of the the middle point which is caught sort of yeah for things that are very current i think so, yeah. no
0: true now you've mentioned right so you've mentioned the kind of viral well let's 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 um there's two ways we can go here well, we can go both ways yeah. um let, well, let's talk about you i mean let's talk about your tweets because you obviously have a, a great deal of success and and you know i come came across a lot of your work through the um stock images um sort of oh, uh, series classics so how many how many of those have you, now let's give what we'll do i mean we've already given people a flavor of this uh, so we can have the tweet up on the screen i think we can do that can we do that without breaking any copyright
1: i don't know if right. <laughs> if you could uh, if you could give my youtube channel a name it would be a uh, Copyright claim because most of the (laughs) things have a copyright claim, but most of them are covered under parody or very like lenient uh people who ever run social media accounts for uh
0: what we can, I mean I think what we can do is
1: just (laughs) if we just bring that your copyright's gone. gone. They always get you on sound They always hang on, hang on, hang
0: on. That's true. (laughs) I was just trying to sort of if I freeze the photo, so it's a photo now, there's no moving images involved. Uh, yeah. It's a so essentially if if you kind of if you talk through what you've because you've obviously done it with the, the Pokemon intro but you've done it for friends as a huge yeah. fan I, I love seeing that so we can we can talk our way around we could talk your way around the oeuvre you know how did it start and
1: it's it's a weird one. so this is this is one of those projects that I never never thought this would be a thing but um, so I used to work at the Bino uh, a few years ago. And we used to make content for them, uh, me and a few other comedians were there, Cassie Atkinson, Johnny Cochrane, Emma Shaw. And we all can sort of do, uh, we all come from live backgrounds, but we also know sort of video and editing and stuff. So we used to use a stock site, uh, which has some of the most horrific video on that you'll ever see. And it's hilarious, but there's, it feels like it's infinite. There's so much, like whenever you need something, you put in a broad term and something's there. So for years I just sort of got used to seeing stock and using it for joke stuff. And then during the pandemic, during the May of the 2020, um, just didn't have anything at all. Uh, my wife was working very hard, but I was just going through one of those phases where, you know, live shut down and didn't have any work for a few weeks. And we were watching something and instantly after um, NCIS came on the TV and the intro just looked like completely no actors or anything, just like it was stock footage. I joked to my wife, Kate, I was like, I could probably make that out of stock footage. And I thought, that's really funny. There's something there. So I thought, could I do it? And as I was thinking about it, I was on Twitter and someone tweeted about the OC and it was the OC intro. And I was like, you know what? I've got a day. I may as well be productive. I'll see if I can recreate it in stock footage. So that was it. It was more of just a challenge to see if I could do it. So I spent, it took about, the first one took about 14 hours of just nice painlessly, yeah, yeah, painfully going through it shot by shot and then trying to match it. And then it did all right, it did great. And John McRoberts, who is a very good yeah. comedian, he just said, oh, you should do this with Buffy. And so I was like, yeah, why not? So a yeah. few days later, I did exactly the same for Buffy and then that took off. That went yeah,
0: yeah, that was
1: big. Buffy and buffy. again I know exactly how it took off. It was um Chris Hewitt, who's from Empire, somehow got hold of it and he shared it. And then that got to Joss Weed and then that shit, and then that's what it went. And uh, yeah, it was my wife's birthday as well. And my phone was going <laughs> and like I I thought turned notifications off, but it's just going mad. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, that's took off. And then because it's taken off, I was like, well, people seem to like this, I'll try others. And then, yeah, they just sort of snowball from there. Some do good, some don't. Yeah.
0: But So, you, yeah, Buffy, gosh, I've forgotten about Buffy. Um, It's weird that it's not that long ago, and yet it seems that long ago. Oh, yeah, it feels forever
1: ago. Yeah, I mean, the fun is, like, it is, it, it became like, I got it down to an art. Like, I can do them in about six hours now. It's pretty much about the average time, some quicker. Yeah. But it's, it's it's like the picture you got up. It's just it's finding the shape or the movement. That's all you have to do. And then if yeah. there's something funny that fits that model, then yeah. <laughs> but they oh, don't that... they yeah. Go on. They don't work on their own weirdly. But a, a quiz company bought the um the stock only videos off me at Christmas. It was great. Um, so there's there's a company that now uses them as a quiz. <laughs> so they see if people can guess them, which I thought. That's Are very you gonna become odd. a
0: Christmas smash hit game? <laughs> I don't
1: know. It's a weird one. Um, it was so odd, though, like because again, you've done comedy for years, and you know, the you do things like Edinburgh and festivals and stuff, and you're all vying for publicity and get some momentum. You do something like this, and suddenly you've got more press than you've ever had on anything. Yeah. Like, which is again, is indicative of the internet. Like, people love content they love it like they love easy quick digestible stuff this is quite nostalgic so like, people just yeah just like it i mean you have picked is, out uh...
0: some great shows as well i mean Leo, i mean i love i you know i love the oc i love buffy and friends like two of my all-time favorite uh, shows as well and so yeah tapping on those sort of zeitgeist shows is fantastic um, yeah and if people want so if people want to go back and look at these I mean obviously they can follow you on Twitter which they should do which is at Matt, Matt you're scrolling yeah. across the, the screen we've got a little ticker going on um, but uh, you do your it's your YouTube channel is that can Matt house uh, they, they, the they do have
1: them yeah YouTube yeah. I've got basically anything that I think's done all right or that I quite like I, I put on YouTube mainly to uh, just store it there. Like YouTube doesn't really do anything, but again, like when something goes big on Twitter, generally that does then sort of spill out because quite often people go to your YouTube to find it and embed it and share it and stuff. So it does do like well, but yeah, most things it's probably the easiest way to find videos, but not everything's on there. Some of the quick stuff I just stays on Twitter and dies on Twitter basically okay. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I, yeah now so now you mentioned well obviously we're talking about stuff going viral and you pointed out uh something which i've never really looked at on twitter <laughs> which is the, the viral section now do i need the link that you sent or can i just find that easily? if
1: you if you if you click that link it should update with the the latest ones so, so can i know weird it through you can so if you go into the search you put in viral yeah. tweets this is this is where it gets fun. If you are put viral tweets into the search bar, you'll oh, get okay. actually some good tweets. But right. if you go into the trend, that's where the horror is.
0: Like, if I put viral tweets up here, then yeah,
1: okay, uh, and then uh, there
0: we
1: so go. yeah, if you go into the related topics, usually there's a oh, do it, is that back? It, like they, these are the good ones. Like these are the actual ones. But there's there's usually a um, a little like actual subjects, which is um are you on your phone? I don't know if it comes up on your phone. Um, but yeah, if you click that link that sent you, it'll take you to the Yeah, uh, let's the do real. let's
0: do that as so I go through my own.
1: <laughs> oh, here oh, we go. You're here so we go. brave putting all oh, this up. Oh, Look at on. this. Right, oh. here, we go, here we go, here we
0: go, here we
1: go, Oh no, this is uh there's my email address Oh, Leaked.
0: oh no, don't say that. Yeah. Right, hang on, bunch of gems, blah, 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 blah.
1: Oh, Joe! This. this is horrible.
0: Uh, no, that's just, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I didn't. I couldn't. I wanted to be able to find this without the. Uh, uh,
1: here we go. Oh, this is this is. I couldn't understand
0: why I couldn't find it.
1: Uh, we're gonna have to oh, cut yeah. that out or blur it. Yeah, we it's just taking it back. Yeah. It's taking you straight back to where we were as well. Oh God! <laughs> After all
0: that, I was definitely trying not to do that.
1: So anyway. Uh-uh.
0: Uh, where oh. do I go? Where do I go from here? So, I so if you just scroll private... down,
1: yeah. if you just scroll down, they will like, like some of these will be generally good um, and they'll show you the good ones, but um, where is it? Keep going down.
0: Ah, oh, I recommend the topics. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, these are, these are like the ones that are, you know, they get into like the proper, um, what's it called? Um, oh man, what's it called? They go into people's actual feeds, these are usually funny ones. It's the I'm gonna, I'll I'll get it up on my computer and I'll just read them out to you. Um, okay, because yeah, it's a weird one, but that they like when you go when you put in viral tweets, I'll show you the good ones. It's it's the weird ones that I don't understand. Um, there we go. So, like, if you go in there on your desktop, there's usually um. They'll push them into your feed and you'll get stuff like, here we go. There's one. If I decline your call and continue texting you like it never happened, 70,000 likes. Oh, okay. (laughs) Stuff like that. Um, Let's find another one. You become very dangerous when you realise that you can do it alone. Stuff like that goes massive. I'm starting to believe that Fire Signs' love language is roasting you. They love doing that so much, crying face. 15,000 logs. Oh my God, okay. I have to say, there's
0: something about a lot of these tweets that is, there is some, the tone of them is slightly sinister in some cases.
1: I think it's, it's partly how I read them. oh
0: uh. well, yeah, but I'm just looking at the ones on screen. We've, I've got stereo here. I've got you reading me and me looking at... I mean, obviously not all of them, but... Um, it, yeah, it's weird. And again, showing my... I'm going to show my age. Although it's something I studied. I was doing a differential at university, and there's a film. There's John Cocteau's uh, film, Orphe. I don't know if you've ever come across it. It's like 1950 or something. It's, it's ancient. Uh, it
1: rings the bell because I love films. Kind of, I'm trying to pitch Yeah, it it's a very,
0: it. um, oh, it's the lead actress, I think is Maria Cazares or whatever, but it's, it's a really good art, um, arty, I can't remember what the, sort of the movement, um, Art Art Nouveau? No, no, no sort of, I I've forgotten what Cocktoes sort of symbolises as, as a movement, but it's very kind of, I mean, you know, he was a mate of Dali and, and all the rest of it. There is a sort of surreal quality. And is this
1: is this a film about
0: orpheus yes yes it's absolutely yeah about orpheus. yeah and and there's a I, scene I... in it where he's in the in the car and he turns on the radio and all of these kind of one-liners um but it just sort of come out but they're very sort of obscure sort of uh, kind of um morsels of information or advice and all the rest of it and he's writing them down as if it's like wow this is fantastic poetry you know and it just it just sort of reminds me of Twitter, and I think the viral section, which we finally found, has got that quality. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's um, I, you know, it's weird, isn't it? How d- deep? Like, I don't tend to sort of. I
1: feel like I'm digging deep in Twitter to some extent, but there's always something, isn't there? That you there's, there's there's a whole there's whole sections you'll never see, like yeah. whole sections of sub But again, this is why I love the internet, though. Like for for all the abuse that's on Twitter. Like, it's, a, it's an amazing gift to humankind kind, stuff like this. It's just used really badly by society. But, like, it's, it's weird because there's a place for everything. Yeah. And like the viral tweets is just fascinating because, again, I don't know how some of those take off. Like, the one that you've got now, the BBC one, yeah. you understand that. Yeah, totally. It's current. Yeah. It's, you know... Everyone was talking about that and that's the one that sort of stuck to the top of the pile. But like those ones where someone's got say five, six hundred followers and they've gone, hey tomorrow morning I'm going to live my cat life. And then it's like 100,000 likes. And you're like, I don't know what started that snowball. Like how that appeared in people's feeds and it snowballed. It's great they did for that person. But it's also like there's something about it which is it's kind of like you remember the old um like oh, what are they called where you have like a quote and they used to put them up in offices like, like inspirational talented. inspirational it's, it's, quotes, yeah, yeah. yeah totally kind of like the viral tweet section is kind that's, of like that's that
0: exactly, that's that is exactly the sort of that's the whole all faith thing that's it's it's, yeah. it's it's like that basically it's like yeah. uh, what i call po- postcard philosophy or postcard, postcard psychology you know you'd see those quotes on calendars or Whatever it might be. Yeah.
1: No, totally. Yeah, see, but yeah, you know, like I the thing that I wonder about it, because most of the time I see them and I go, that is absolute toss. Like, <laughs> what is what is it about that? That is like you see, you know, I mean, that's brilliant. Yeah. Never been right. more scared of a dog. That's funny. That's great. That deserves deser- that is terrifying as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I> mean, <laughs> that I is mean. really.
0: Is that real? I mean. Do you know what? That is a bit mental, isn't it? I mean, I thought that was some kind uh, of—it looks like a puppet. Yeah, totally. All right, that's that. Um, See, that is far more brilliant than I would have given it credit
1: for. Uh, Yeah, yeah. But again, that—that is like, again, no one should analyse things this deep. But that is just like a second of someone's life. They've laughed and they put that up, and everyone's gone. Oh yeah, that's horrible, and they've shared it. But this is the thing, like things get shared because of just the right cocktail of circumstances. And, and again, this is why I love the internet. It's like, there's things that go massive, like huge, and they don't come from a big account. They don't come from like anyone who's maybe doing this all the time, which, you know, once you sort of start getting a following, that'll happen. But yeah. there's things where someone's just seen something it's exactly what they wanted to see at that second. Had that been posted even like two minutes, two minutes later, then people wouldn't wouldn't ever see it. They wouldn't ever see it. So it's just like there's so much about the internet that it's just complete circumstance and chance.
0: I, I yeah, I love. I mean, actually, so Martin, Martin's just uh, tweeted that it looks like something from crap taxidermy, which is true. Oh yeah. Um, but I do think. Um, there we go we had a discussion a few shows ago about the people who sort of do the doozies, but they don't necessarily get the, get the followers. So I think well, that's the other side of it. Yeah. Is that because people think, okay, this guy is, is lucked out on this one, but they're not necessarily going to deliver the next doozy.
1: Well, it's weird. So there is, there's, there's a science to it. Definitely. And like, de- I've definitely got better at utilising the internet to, to try and get people to stay with me. And some people just get it because they are consistently good. Like a lot of people, again, Instagram and TikTok more so, people like seeing consistency from someone. So they like knowing what that person's format is and what they do. A great example you have probably talked about it before, but Eleanor Morton's brilliant. She's absolutely brilliant. She's always been brilliant. She's always been funny, but like some of her videos, uh, especially her tour guide character did well. And that just brought a lot of people to her. And now she probably has sort of a lot of people who, who just love knowing that there's more of those coming yeah. and then they find out more about her from it. I think consistency is definitely key. Alistair Beckett-King's another great yeah. example. Someone mm-hmm. who's just consistently brilliant with video. Rosie Holt, another one. Yeah, Sean H- Yeah, just Sean Burks, another one. Like people who, who have a sort of, I know what this person does, quite often will get a following for people who want that but sometimes you've got something that does well and it just can't, people just will follow you other times you have things that do well and you'll get no followers off it and i don't think there's a, a sort of science to it it's it's again it's it's whether what you do causes them to click onto you and then decide or not because imagine, some things you just sure. see like imagine that one some people just see it and they share it and they don't think about who did it or what it's funny that share fine, it yeah. it's gone yeah yeah
0: but I think this—I think that's really important distinction that you make, because it's just like if you're talking about Rosie and Alistair, you're talking about uh, an engagement with a sort of—you uh, know—it's—it's it's filmed footage. It's—it's it's almost like a it's obviously character comedy to some extent. So there is there's more effort in that content than this picture of dog. although we don't know exactly <laughs> how much effort's going into that. But yeah, yeah, I mean
1: they've—they've—they've they've been training this dog for months for this yeah, shot. And that uh, of but of that, things, that's that's the other thing. Quick, quick content often does better than um planned content and there's reasons for that like so I had something go quite big a few weeks ago which was a Michael Gove thing um I I just put Michael Gove when he was caught in the club I just edited it into train spotting yeah but I was on holiday I was on holiday I was with my wife I saw it she'd gone to bed um to read and I was like you know what that'll take me You know, it took me about three minutes. Really, clipped, clipped, train spotting, clipped that. Didn't really put any effort in. Just boom, 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 trimmed it in, and put it up. And within seconds, I knew that was going to go big. Yeah, it was just like ding, 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 ding. (laughs) But that—that's also because you're talking about something that was trending. So sometimes you catch a topic, and basically if you do this is really sad that i know this but again it's it's something from working in content people talk about this you have a sort of thing where the algorithm will push you for a short amount of time so say you're you're on a trending topic so say michael gove and the thing as long as you use the right words Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: um are going to um what do you call it push you into that algorithm so say it's michael gove club is the thing that's trending on the Twitter. As long as that's in your tweet somewhere, then push it onto that hashtag. If you catch maybe 10 to 20 likes quite quickly, you'll hover near the top of that. Mm. Once you hit about 50, it'll push up to the top for an hour or so. Once you hit beyond that, and you sort of get into the sort of hundreds and thousands, stays until that hashtag dies within where most people, if they click onto that trend, will see it. And that's what perpetuates it sometimes, whereas sometimes it's just the right people share it. And again, it catches that algorithm. But like Twitter is all algorithm, like more than any other. It's just, (laughs) like I say, it's just, look, so trending topics, you've got more of a chance. All algorithm, all of the time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. 24-7 algorithm. So yeah, yeah, and like it is, it's, I think, I think like, and again, like it feels weird talking, Sort of deeply about something that is essentially you know
0: i think that's fascinating i think it's great i think it's just what people are watching the show like getting that um extra sort of dimension and going a little bit deeper and it is really interesting to hear um that thing but i mean very quickly on, on rob and roll before we get to your selection is really it's if you think pre twitter or pre-social media pre-internet whatever there were people going about their day and they would see crazy things and they would you know they wouldn't necessarily be quick enough to take a photo of it obviously and you know they'd have to describe it to people and say look you wouldn't believe this dog you know don't know look like something out of uh
1: someone did a brilliant tweet and i wish i knew it was and i wish i could remember exactly how it was worded but they basically summarized this with 50 years ago if you wanted to see a dog wearing a hat you'd have to go out of your house Get in either a car or on public transport or on a bike go to your nearest library and hope you could find somewhere in a book a picture of a dog in a hat. whereas now you can get it in three seconds <laughs> and that's 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 it it's, it's weird because like this culture is is new like there's you know there's been pictures of dogs playing pool and stuff like images have always existed but You can pretty much imagine something and almost guarantee someone has has made that in some form on the Internet, which is why meme culture is so the way it is and how that all sort of takes off. Because I think we all wish we were individuals, but essentially we all dig into the same culture and we dig into the same images. And so essentially you have this sphere of things that when you think of something, likelihood is something like it or near it exists. Which is exactly what I do with the stock footage stuff. Like you can always find something that fits a mold. And now everything, all our thoughts, all our images, all our videos, you know, we're addicted to spewing them onto the internet. And so it's there now forever. It's just it exists.
0: So listen, on that note, let's go, let's dive into your tweets. And actually by by doing that, we've we've kind of go bang up to date with the the petrol crisis we're going to get ourselves into something topical uh i just yeah, picked yeah, out. Yeah. yeah i don't think we're going to get through to uh all of these tweets necessarily but um uh they're all in the likes column so let's start well listen if we start with matt hancock so sort, i don't think we're going to have copyright problems playing his video are we <laughs> oh
1: there we are uh so let's just great
0: let's um let's do this so if you if you read it out um for our, our listeners because we'll do a podcast version as well and then I'll play the, play the video and then we can have a chat about it.
1: Okay, so, great be out and about in Haverville yesterday, chat to people on the High Street and see the brilliant new Splash Park funded by the Council. Here's a video. <laughs> and here we go. It's been good to see you, it's been
0: really wow. good to see you, thank you, you. thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. So well, well, you know, we've got
1: through it, haven't we? You know, and uh, now coming out the other side. There we go. Fist bump. How are you doing? Not too How's business? Is it okay? More on the high street, and then there's more on Queen Street. Yeah, exactly. Got to sort them out. Got to get people in. I'm a big fan. Oh, that's kind of you to right. say. No, yeah no, not at all. You deserve yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I
0: do. I do. Oh my God, you're fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> a variety, but yeah. We'll be yeah. We'll keep positive. Yeah. Positive, good stuff. Nice to meet you. Take care.
1: I'm all right. Nice to be nice to be uh, nice to be out and about.
0: Yes. You take it for granted, and then something like COVID comes along. It's been good to see you. Oh, not twice. Not twice. Once (laughs) is enough. Once is enough. So let me just check quickly. He's MP for. Where is it? I assume Haverhill? Haverhill. Haver, well, Haverhill, I think it is. Oh, is that how you
1: pronounce it? Although
0: uh West Suffolk, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not Look at look at my
1: ignorance, Haverhill. I, I, Haverhill. I could
0: be I think there's a Haverhill down sort of more like, I'm Haverhill that. sounds more Hancocky actually. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not I'm a bit I'm not uh, I've brushed up on my Suffolk enough. But yeah, I mean uh I don't know, where do you want to
1: start, Matt? <laughs> well, I mean, the reason I saw this, which you know if you went on the internet today you were almost bound to see this but i saw this because alan partridge was trending
0: yeah
1: so that's how i found it and then yeah it is the most partridge video ever but i mean it's just oh so much is going on in it uh great be out and about What an mm. opener on it great opener. the awkwardness of it is incredible like was he supposed to be out and about did he just say because obviously we know what he's been through lately, was he like, I need to get myself back out there, show people that I'm not fazed by all the stuff that's happened, and just show them I'm a people person by showing exactly how not a people person he is, (laughs) it's really weird because, you know, I have very little empathy for Tory MPs, but there's something so tragic about Hancock (laughs) you're generally like are you, like is he aware how this is going to be perceived? Has he done that brilliant thing that you know advertising does? You've got to be either absolutely incredible, or absolutely awful, and he's gone for the awful end. Like, I mean, the, the, oh, it's just beautiful. It, it,
0: it, oh, I mean, look, he, I don't know if he still has his own app, but obviously this is the you know he did have his own app once, so he has he's, he's got no shame in that uh, in that respect. But um, I I mean it, it, it's a weird video because it's sort of like it's like ends of conversations, isn't it, really? It's just, just like it's like the final kind of denouement yeah. of, um, you know, it's basically people just saying, oh, you know, good to see you up and about. But, I mean, the fact that he says, uh, I'm, I'm coming out the other side, it's a bit unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, that gets... all about
1: on it's, CCTV. <laughs> it's so, so partridgey. Like, yeah, you feel like, yeah. Uh, and again, like, I, I do wonder about, like, People like Hancock, who are obviously uh, very sort of prominent in the Tory party during one of the most unstable, insane periods of certainly my life and in modern politics, you wonder if it is, because they do get a degree of celebrity, that when they are pushed to a backbench or when they do go through scandal, you do wonder if, like, there is that sort of, like, I need to maintain that level of celebrity. But now they have to generate this sort of stuff on their own because he's not going to get pushed onto, you know, the um, sort of front of politics anymore. They're going to keep him in the backbench. So his only way of doing something is to put himself out there. And then you get an absolute gem like this of someone who clearly understands social media on some level, but completely misunderstands it on another. Like, it's some of the... (laughs) <laughs> the worst video work you've ever seen. Like they got a like, clearly like the first royalty-free soundtrack option that came up when they put lots of like video music into mm. God knows what. They got the awkward cuts. He's clearly mic'd up, so there is some level of like production going on, otherwise you wouldn't catch those gems. But also like he's chosen, he's 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 given a thumbs up. To what goes in this video so how aware is he about what's going to happen when he puts that out and how much is that just him going this is a great video so do I, I am skeptical of how engineered it is but at the same time oh it's brilliant
0: I mean it's he literally w- he wants people to know I'm still standing and actually had yeah. he done had he done a video uh, miming to the Elton John song it might it might have be been better I don't know that's that's the message he wants to convey oh, oh well it's I mean it just-
1: But again, it's it's pure internet, like, people love sharing awful things, (laughs) like, they love it, they absolutely love it, and like, yeah, this is the, there is that danger with with all this, like, people always, whenever I do something like involving Tories in it as well, or like a a right-wing opinion, because obviously I'm left-leaning, um, there is a, a danger that people always worry about that by um, making fun and making light, it takes away from the fact that, oh, these people are destroying the country in the background. Like there is that worry that when you infantile, oh, I can't say the word infant infant infant. Thank you. <laughs> Struggle with words. Uh, for someone who's supposed to make career words. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, it, yeah. There is a danger like that. That that sort of thing just becomes good PR for them, which again he's probably aware of when he puts this out. But what a video! What video will forget in
0: two days? Great. Well, then, then until something else comes along, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, right. So let's have a look. Where should we go from the world? Obviously, we've got a fuel crisis, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So let's. Well, let's go to Jim Felton's tweet then. Uh, um, yeah. Okay.
1: James Felton is just one of the reasons i stay on twitter like he's so good there's some people that are just so good at twitter and like he is just brilliant yeah he's just he's because obviously he's the writer he knows the media inside out but he's one of those people who he takes what you want to say and says it Like, like what i would say in like 50 tweets rambling and misspelled with bad grammar He's just boom, like just straight to the point. Like there's times when something happens in the news and I'll just see what he says about it. It's just cause I know it's gonna get it cut to the point straight away.
0: So right. here he said, I'll just, uh, I'll just read uh, read it out from the podcast section So 2020, we're leveling up, 2021, we're going to try our best not to, to have gas and food. Uh, on, the out, the typo is actually going to throw me So try that one again. 2020, we're leveling up, 2021. We're trying our. We're going to try our best to have gas and food. Um, Yeah, I mean it's it's Mad Max stuff for a little bit at the moment. I think. Um, oh yeah, petrol station. Um, I I was on a
1: night bus last I just came back late from a gig, and we hit traffic. It's like two in the morning. I was like, why are we stopped for this long? And when we finally got to the problem, it was people queuing to get into the petrol station.
0: Yeah, it's been. There's been queues. I mean, I'm not far from the Old Kent Road, and there's a footage of. Queues last night forming, and yeah. I just sort of wonder. I just sort of pity the poor driver that's finally got off the M25 straight into a petrol queue. But uh,
1: yeah. it's, it's just mad as well, like because we know this is going to happen. Like, all the um, sorry, my wife's watching something. I just heard screaming in the background. If you if on the podcast, you get a bit, my wife's watching something now. For a second, I was like, oh, something horrible's happened. Um, it's not. Um, but yeah, I mean, like with stuff like the patchwork crisis, it's, it's incredible to, I always think sometimes when something happens again, and this is why things trend, because we all like having our take on what's in the news and stuff like that. But I do feel like sometimes it's a digital version of the Simpsons. Like when a riot starts, they always have those bits where they cut into the crowd and there's always like one or two little gangs they throw in before it goes crazy. And I love watching that online, even though it's horrific half the time. But I love watching people's reaction, knowing how people are going to react to something. And this was one of them. As soon as they said, we've got enough petrol. As yeah. soon as yeah, they yeah. said that, I can't remember which MP it was, but as soon as they said that, everyone was going to rush out and try and get petrol. Well, and like... It- yeah,
0: it's a bit like a weird game of Simon Says or something like that, in the sense that, you know, obviously all their messaging is being very much like, hey, we're not going to go into another lockdown or, for example, or hey, you know, this is going to happen. Yeah. Well. And then you're thinking, OK, clearly all bets are off, Ben. Well, just I'll just take that as all bets are off. Right. But it's, it, I mean,
1: what's beautiful about humanity is uh, awful. One of the things that's horrible about them. I always think about my dad. He used to get really bad road rage. And his road rage is always because other people on the road. So I think people always get angry because they're doing what everyone else is doing. Mm. Like, and that—that's humanity. We all think everyone else is wrong, but I'm okay. And that's how these things happen. Like, everyone shouldn't panic by this, but I'll just make sure I'm covered as well. Like, if that's a sort of mentality, so just sort of going, let's just relax. Let's not. Change what we're doing, it's gonna be fine. Like, as soon as that hits the sort of zeitgeist and hits the public conscious, you're instantly gonna get the one thing you're trying to prevent. Like it's I, it's unavoidable.
0: I think we I think we've probably we've had this period of time without a good old uh, panic buy. Actually, I'm just gonna quickly show sir Simon Evans's tweet. He, he basically re uh, oh, yeah repurposed right. the uh, yeah, exactly. So we've we've done toilet rolls. It's time for petrol. I mean, it's not the first time petrol's had a shout by any means, but um, yeah. There you go. I always it's think just... that looks like um I the guy in the middle always reminds me of um Alan Co- like young Alan Cochrane. Oh, yeah, I can anyway, see that. I can see that. Slightly random uh, uh sort of thing. Now we're still on um oh and I like um uh, James Moran, the <laughs> writer's uh buying, overseas now, is it? Yeah. Um, Brilliant, it's
1: brilliant.
0: Oh, sorry, panic panic buying overseas workers now. Is it? My syntax is gone. What's going on? Um, Obviously,
1: it's it's Sunday. You're you're not supposed to be in charge of your words by this point.
0: You you mentioned the poke as well. I don't know if there was any particular. uh, Oh,
1: so again, the poke are just very Very, good at finding the best. Obviously, yeah. Put them in yeah. Just, I, I love the poke. Uh, again, great account, Perry, Boris Johnson. Uh, but yeah, they they all they always when something goes big, they're always very good at giving you about twenty of the best.
0: Yeah, no, that's very good. Oh, there's, there's, you can folks, you can knock yourself out there. Like you used to say, I used the don't panic gif. Of course, of course, I'm yeah. going to use that at some point. Um, so let's sort of change gear. I think we've done petrol now, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Um, oh gosh, which one should we do next, Matt? Uh,
1: well, I mean, actually, that, that's a quick one. Um, I, I love this. Um, again, everything I love about the internet. Um, I, again, I, I can absolutely analyze this to the nth degree, but the, the tweet is, my dad made a, in quotations, meme, and asked me to spread it as far as I can go. Oh, sorry. I can't speak now. My dad made a meme and asked me to spread it as far as I can. So here you go. And it's just uh, Harrison Ford as Deckard in Blade Runner. And then the catchper box where you have to tick, I'm not a robot. And he's looking confused at the screen. And it's just that perfect little joke. And obviously it's gone massive. That's why I'm sharing it. But I love this because... It's, it's, a good, it's a good meme. It's a good meme. Yeah. But that's gone massive because someone's dad has sent it to them and they've just done what they've asked and shared it. Now, this is what I love about this. And I've read through some of these replies I think it's the perfect cross-section of the internet. Unfortunately for this this woman, uh, Morgan Daniel, they, uh, they obviously put this up and it went big. And as soon as it went big, people became cynical of it. And... They've had to put in the replies a screenshot of their WhatsApp conversation where their dad has sent it to them because people mistrust that this is a thing that their dad's done. And this is like the polar sides of the internet. Let's get, if you want to get nerdy, as soon as you have an agenda in anything you do, especially in comedy, you, you're less likely for it to do well. So, as soon as you have an agenda and it looks clear, unless it gets you an instant laugh. It, it's not going to do as well. So it's why babies and animals are funny because they have no agenda in what they do. It's just innocent. It's funny. So this is, is one of those examples where something is innocent because the person who's posting it, it isn't their thing. But dad's made something, thought it was funny and sent it to them. And then you've got all that classic, oh, dad made a meme and stuff. And yeah, it's gone massive. But yeah, people then get really suspicious. When something goes viral, it's really fun at first. But after about a day, People get it pushed onto them and they yeah. take such offense at it <laughs> that they're like, Why am I seeing this? Oh, I've seen this joke before. Oh, uh, uh, and they get really angry. And I just think this is the perfect example of one of those things that's just should you, we should have never talked about it this much. It should be you see it, you laugh, you share it, you maybe send it to a few friends who you know, like a blade runner. Great. Yeah. But as soon as something goes big, it becomes something else, because a little so how, monster
0: for about a week. How do you feel about um, things that go big in terms of, I don't know, I mean, I've just showed the, the meme that Simon Evans used, so that's a great example. And that 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 the, the head-turner one seems to have such an incredible shelf life. But if it's, and actually there's quite a lot of things, obviously visual, you know, means, visual means are visual. But what about sort of, we, mnematic language in the sense that if there's a construction like um okay sex is good but blah 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 blah, blah. how how do you feel because someone's always going to come late to the party on that. and inevitable. yeah
1: but that's kind of the thing isn't it it's um everything has a very fast shelf life on the internet yeah. and that in itself is fascinating because once you've got a format to something then people love it at first. But as soon as people start seeing that, they hate it. It's why the internet changes constantly how they present stuff. Like, because as soon as something feels old, that reflects on on, on you. So the way, if you're sharing something that people are like, oh, that's so 2019. It's not that long ago. But you get what they mean. I, I, again, I find that really fascinating. Like the, the latest one would be... Um, probably not the latest one, but the that comes to mind is the, uh, the Anakin and Natalie Portman meme, which is, uh, you know, Anakin looking at a thingy says a statement, but you're not really going to do that statement back to Anakin. You're not. Yeah. You know that that's yeah. so sort of, you know, how did someone first do that? Where's the first one? And then how did people take that formula? That's fascinating. Like you say, when a meme, like the, the, the jealous boyfriend or the I can't remember what they call that one but the, the guy looking back over his shoulder yeah
0: head turner I call it yeah
1: everyone knows that meme now yeah but how did that become a, a, a format like a because they do you're like if you google it now people have meme templates which is oh, yeah. You, you, yeah, yeah. you take a popular meme and you put your own version of it totally like again how does that how does that become a thing it's it's mad it's brilliant it's, it's, it's absolutely like mad again like as soon as people get familiar and comfortable with something, they love it and they share it to the end degree. And then it.
0: There were some fades. moments, I suppose. Essentially, you can't go... There are some moments that see that Amin seems to have sort of been born for. So, uh, but Bob, the Bob Mortimer uh, reading uh, "Would I like to You"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: I mean, you know. But again, it's perfect. Like, and it, it's just like a, it's the perfect like vessel yeah. for certain like feelings, which is again like because I love image and I love video. So I love that like by putting that under a statement, you instantly understand what that statement is. Like that's that's long after this culture's evolved and mutated and become something else, like people will study like social media and, and the first sort of generation of social media and it'll just be a wild west because it's already settling into something that it, it wasn't 10 years ago mm. like it's already becoming something else in the same way all media does in the same way tv did in the same way print did, and stuff like that but like right now we, we're living through something that yeah it feels like so revolutionary in some ways but already so done in other ways and i think that's what I meme mean culture is we're in like phase two or three of whatever this becomes. Yeah, this is fascinating. That, that went a bit too deep for- That's for the, it, it, no, no one, I hear myself sometimes, I'm like, you're talking about memes. <laughs> like, no very, one should think this much. The lesson for the day, in, in the midst of life, we are in death on social but, media. Um, but it is, it's fascinating, isn't it? Like, in the same way, when, when the newspaper was sort of given to the mass, and people would go to coffee houses or pubs to discuss the news. Mm. We now have that in like you know sort of at the speed of sound. <laughs> like in a rampant apocalyptic form, yeah. No, yeah. Totally. But but again, is that the thing? Like, because we like kids won't think like this because it'll be nature to them. Like they won't think the way we do with this level of cynicism. They already like Generation Z certainly, generation alpha, even more so. They already understand the internet better than we ever will. Like, they already know sort of what they should and shouldn't post. It's already become part of their sort of the way their social um, interaction is and stuff, and like an extension of the personality in a way we'll never think about because we are suspicious of it because it's not something we had when we grew up. So we see it as apocalyptic. Mm. But in fact, they'll never view that. That opinion will die with our generation.
0: I suppose so because the, the speed of information is unlikely, uh, un- unless there's a great environmental reason for it. The speed of information is unlikely to ever slow down. So I'm sort of thinking that you've got one generation of like, if, you could you could have one generation's like, well, every day was chaos, mum and dad. Where's it? Where's the chaos? Where's not understand where the chaos? Is. We're all thinking, you know, we certainly you, my
1: generation thinking exact opposite. But there not it? And like, it's interesting the thing you say about like unless there's a, a reason for it to stop. There's already a lot of sci-fi that, that crosses this idea. So humanity is addicted to the internet. There's absolutely no denying that. And social media is one of the tools that has sort of, you know, perpetuated that addiction. Like it's, it's tapped into something that we, we get in community and stuff like that. So it is fascinating because you, we don't know, like we, we feel it's something permanent. But in actual fact, it's not. Like, you know, you can dive into that sort of deep dive of the post-truth era and stuff like that. But the, the interesting thing about the internet is it's so not permanent, even though we say that's there forever. Someone cuts off the internet. There's loads of things in sci-fi where people you'd have like an instant panic, but what would happen after that? Like, what would happen when you cut off this tool? Like when people now want information, they don't have to think about it, it's just there. Mm. When you want to get in touch with someone, it's just there. Like that sort of convenience is of an yeah an uncharted level. But servers are one of the biggest contributors to carbon footprints. So the running of the internet is huge. So like, what well, if it comes to a point where, you know, climate and stuff takes over, that'd be one of the first things that shuts down the stuff. And then you have to sort of think about it in that way. We put so much onto the internet, we don't actually have as much things that are permanent. So I remember Edgar Wright talked about this. He, this is about five years ago, he was talking about how he still likes to buy DVDs and Blu-rays. And someone was like, well, you just get the digital version. He said, the problem is if someone changes, if you you use Amazon on streaming and say someone does a new edition of a film, that becomes the go-to edition and unless someone puts it online somewhere you don't have it but with a physical copy you've always got something in a state of permanence that exists there whereas the internet you know we all post truth and you can edit things you can take things down you can change the meaning of things and that in itself is fascinating like we talk about twitter as this sort of sphere for public opinion but people will delete those tweets that were dominant you see all the time like Something that is so good at changing sort of attitude and societal view and and that leads into confirmation bias when something's happening. It's so sort of semi permanent and fallible that this, again, it's gone too deep. But it's just (laughs) a fascinating thing that until we're about 30 years from now, we won't understand the impact of it. Like I, I always talk about this, I, always, I don't think I've ever said this on a podcast, but I'm fascinated with them. When the train came out, the, the steam train, people started complaining they um, um, had a physical neck problems because they thought the landscape was moving so fast that they were turning their head back and forth to watch it, and they they basically came up with this idea that they had a sort of repetitive strain injury that's caused from the speed of the train. Physicians. Prove this wasn't a thing, and then loads of people had this sort of thing where they said their brain was damaged because of the speed of the train, and they sort of treated it as what is now being a mental you know, illness. Like, And there's tons of cases of this, but it only exists for one generation. After everyone got used to the train, no one thought about it. Like, No one gets on a train now and goes, oh, my God, this is too fast. I can't keep up with it. And the same thing if the internet carries on will happen. Because all these worries we have and all these things we discuss and all this sort of stuff that we're still learning will just level. And then something else will come along. And that will be the big sort of thing that everyone's fearful of. And no one will think of the internet in the terms we do in the same way we don't think of TV as the sort of idiot box that our grandparents saw of and stuff like that. It's just like evolution, like social evolution. That was hey, too much. That was good.
0: It? That was good. I mean, I I was going to, there were a couple of things that were going to, Chip in but to be honest that was perfectly formed and I don't really want to I don't know oh I felt
1: it felt dirty
0: (laughs) oh come on it's like it's like being bashful when you when I'm reading
1: out your biography um I just yeah just just, you just hear yourself sometimes you're like I know I I believe and I mean this but oh I'm sure someone else could say it better James Felton had that that would have been beautiful (laughs) If if he did it
0: <laughs> let's, let, let's end on on a, an, on a you know obviously you are a, a, a film lover so um, oh, yeah. you you picked out this Netflix tweet uh, yeah now uh, and again I assume because it's a trailer I'm probably allowed to,
1: to play it but what, yeah yeah you should be fine what,
0: what's what's going on here uh, there's probably music on it
1: though isn't there there is but you should you should like I don't, I don't know I might be works. okay
0: we played um a Eurovision entry a few um. Yeah, it picked a Eurovision entry a few editions ago, and I was only banned in uh, Iraq and North Korea for that, so
1: we might be all right. Um, I mean, I mean, just keep it plain. Basically, what's happening for people on the podcast is the Cowboy Bebop opening credit sequence is playing that they released at the Tudum, uh event for Netflix, and it is beautiful. Um, and, absolute lover of Cowboy Bebop my friend got me into it at uni because uh, you know I loved anime and I'd never seen Cowboy Bebop I'd seen the film but I'd not seen the series I just wasn't aware it was a series completely somehow missed me like and I used to stay up late watching anime on channel four because there's nowhere to see it other than buying it on video or renting it and I have loved Cowboy Bebop for so long, and when they announced this, there's obviously that modern thing of going, "Oh, is this going to be awful?" And then they released the sequence today, and they've done a live-action version of the original sequence, which is someone who recreates sequences. <laughs> <through stock. laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of, and it just looks beautiful, and I'm just really excited about it, and I hope it's great. And also, I'm quite fascinated that. Um, Netflix have now gone into this sort of uh, modern sort of cult of Apple style of we have a big event and we showcase all our things like uh, you know, like you said, I love culture, I love pop culture I, I eat and breathe TV and film So you, oh, like, so you
0: include right, so that's, that's interesting I'm glad that you said that because you've obviously included TV, I wondered if you were like kind of like, oh no, film, yeah. film is,
1: you know Since Things like Buffy and the Sopranos. Yeah. I, I was, so I studied media at uni because when you have my brain, all you can do is think about film and TV. <laughs> you don't have many practical uh, uses for your brain. But um, since about, yeah, so the late 90s, early noughties, TV changed, mm. especially like HBO changed TV. And I mean, it's always been going that way. But it's when it started to get cinematic... And when it started to sort of change the language of, of filmmaking as well, it was always going to be this. Like mm. the fact that you don't have to end a story in two hours sometimes is the best thing for a story, sometimes the worst thing. But like say what you will, it's always been a big industry, but filmmaking's got cheaper um since the digital era, since like people started filming on mini DVs and stuff like that, since like the first one that i always think i was 28 days later which blew my mind because it was digital uh, collateral another one that was digital um like i used to think that looks so good and now it looks so dated but soon as digital filmmaking came in like it changed how everything's made and now everything can be as cinematic as it is and like our generation who grew up on tv and film who like understand the language like completely who are like grew up with the Simpsons, which was reference culture, uh, like generation one, like it was always going to go this way. And I think, yeah, I I, for all the sort of stuff that goes out that's sort of middling because you have to keep up this sort of wave of content, some things are just, they're better than any film I've ever seen like, and consistently for, you know. What what would you pick out
0: just out of interest so
1: let's say, on the, on the film side, and then I just mentioned TV about that. Um, I mean, like, well, this is the thing, because, like, you never have that debate about Netflix. They don't do films well, which is an interesting thing to say. They've got such a budget for TV, but yet when they do films, they don't have the budget of a film, so it's not as good. Marvel's a great example. Like, I love the Marvel TV shows, especially WandaVision and What If? But you, you can instantly sense, even though they've got Disney money and they probably spend more on it, there's some, something about the efficiency of filmmaking you'd lose in that sort of environment. So again, it's, it depends on who's executing it. You look at, let's say, all the series of Game of Thrones, except the last, because I don't want to get in that debate. But that as something that is like perpetually moving forward that has to be a mini movie every episode. Mm. Like, that's that's crazy. Like, some of the images in that are better than sort of... Yeah films you watched 15 years ago like the 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 cinematography on some of those episodes is mind-blowing yeah like it's just beautiful and again like as someone who loves film and tv we've hit like a very slick era so like i think if you look at the 70s when you had all sort of that wave of indie filmmaking and all the sort of exploitation and sort of b-movies that came out of that that were sort of grittier than the wave that you got in the 50s after the hollywood system ended like that were quite so sort of you got films like the warriors coming out and stuff which is got all that sort of social undertone stuff and you got people just going out with cameras and shooting stuff that's gone it evolves again in the 90s when you've got sort of that era of miramax and sort of people like you know Tarantino coming up who again making things like Reservoir Dogs and sort of Pulp Fiction which are very small indie films which are just driven by character and plot and the filmmaking's good but the equipment they use is, is cheaper than they would if they were top of their game so they have to get efficient with it but you can tell it's an indie film by the way it's shot. Nowadays anyone can hire like an Alexa um, camera, go out and shoot something and if you've got the right eye on it, it look more beautiful than anything of that indie era. So the people who are at the top of their game, that's why you've got these just these slick masterpieces. Like you've got action films like Marvel's always the go-to example. I grew up loving comics just aside I mean shelves of them. So I love like those things a lot of people hate Marvel because they changed the action genre. It became this thing where action films is now what's the new comic book film. It's not like what's the new Arnie film or what's the new Stallone film, or whatever, it's now Marvel, and the thing is they got so efficient with it, like it's a different game, they animate the action sequences before they've even shot them, so essentially they know what their sequence is going to look like before they put a camera on it so they know they've got to sort of keep this continuity to like this 10 year project, and I find that mind-blowing and because they're so good at it and because it looks so good everyone has to up their game as well like if you want to be held to that regard no one looks at Marvel film and goes this is a beautiful film but it is like if you look at like Ragnarok you can hear Taika Waititi's voice coming through it and you, sometimes you just get a shot that's so like thought through like there's a shot of um can't think what character it's called but the Valkyrie jumping into battle and it's just like a renaissance painting and no one thinks of stuff in this way but everyone is getting that good everyone is like doing that which means on the other end of it, you've got indie filmmaking where people can go out with, you know, DSLRs and they can make these interesting stuff. And they might not have the, the scope to the cinematography and sort of the budget to all those extras, but they can still light it well and it still look beautiful. And I find that just great. I think like, you know, you've got something in your pocket, you've got a camera in your pocket that's better than what people were using 15 years ago. Yeah. And I love that because people now consume tv because they're so fluid in the language of it i uh yeah i love what that's probably going to do i mean we're going to be as we already are completely oversaturated. it's gonna be hard to find those <laughs> people push through and i know all this was off the back of a cowboy Bebop trailer but i do think it's indicative of something which is you could talk about the corporate machine and all that and how it is squashing indie voices and how it's harder for people to come through but at the same time like amazing like if someone has a short film i know i know people who have had a short film and it's found a life online and off the back of it they've got you know options for features and stuff that didn't exist 15 years ago like again a tweet can do well and people can then get a career off the back of consistently doing what they're good at whereas before they would have had to prove themselves to a handful of people who are tastemakers for an entire industry like and that, and that again, if you look at things like TikTok and stuff, you're cutting out all those middlemen and all those people who like decide things. Whereas, you know, like for a lot of comedians now, like a lot of us are deciding, is it still worth us traipsing out to, you know, try and make 30 to 50 people laugh when you can put that time into making something online and potentially thousands, you know, sometimes millions for some people see it. Yeah. Again, too deep for a cowboy bebop. Uh, <laughs> I
0: got a We've got value for money on that one.
1: But yeah, I, I, you know, I, 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 love, I do love film and TV, and I hear my, uh, I become one of those middle-aged men, and I feel like uh, that's where I'm going. Who's like, and oh, the thing about this, but I do love it. I love it. <laughs> I love think you
0: will find, I think you're fine. Uh, I could this. Yeah, I thought Martin would be enjoying this uh, regular view of the show. Martin could listen to another hour of this. Uh, fair enough. Martin uh, also mentions the trailer for Foundation
1: on Apple TV. It's I've not watched epic. it yet. You've just reminded me. I saw it was out, but I've not watched it yet. Yeah. There you go. I would just so let me just quickly ask. Uh, we're going to wrap
0: up the show, but let me just quickly ask. Um, so look, the Saints of Newark. It's the Sopranos prequel movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have sort of. Very much slipped into I exist in TV from about 2005 to 2015. That's pretty much that's it. Now I'm defined by that. But um, or <laughs> actually, no, I have to make allowance. What am I saying? Nineties, yeah, like loads of nineties. Yeah, there's loads of stuff. But, yeah. But what is is it? Was it right? Is it right that the prequel is a is a film
1: and not a series? Yeah, matter? I mean, I mean, it's it's one of those things. It, it's something that probably doesn't need to exist, but there's a market for it, and you know there's always like culture always runs in 20 year cycles i think and that's generally because what people grew up with in their teens and their 20s by the time they get to a point where they're making stuff for other people in their teens and their 20s they have a sort of attachment to the nostalgia and so they can make these stories about things they love and there's still a market for out there so that's always going to exist and that's a massive debate at the moment like you know there's so many interesting ideas out there completely contradicting what i said minutes ago but there's so many big brilliant ideas out there that will never get picked up because people will always chase the money so they will go for those sort of marvel films and they'll go for those nostalgia cash-ins and that is a different thing but i think at the end of the day if the story's good and the character's good what does it matter like, something's going to be great or awful. I don't think something like that needs to exist. I think we could have happily, you know, never yeah. had this. But at the same time, I've said the same thing about Better Call Soul when I saw that was getting released. And that turned out to be an absolute banger of a TV show. Yeah, like, We just don't know.
0: Like,
1: yeah, no, totally, totally. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's sort of making me think of the, they
0: did a battle star prequel even though it didn't go i mean that was yeah. pretty promising to me and they they canceled it but anyway uh we we could be here obviously masters reminds me that i've got reference to reference the jeremy vine show because i do say and mention that on every podcast because i'm addicted to that that's where i get my uh, my fix of uh, uh topical shenanigans but yeah, yeah, i don't know yeah. i can't can't explain why just loyalties isn't it old loyalties die hard Um, When we were talking earlier as well, something that came across my mind when we were talking about um, technology and the future and how things are, uh, uh, Rob Newman's No Planet B uh, was a show of his from, I don't know, 2015, was it? When it was essentially Time time goes forward, but uh, inventions go backwards because of uh, um, environmental imperative. So they plug up the oil and all the rest. And it's a fascinating thing. And I came to it with no sort of, Particular political preconceptions, but it did seem. I thought this did seem highly plausible. We're going to have to sort of go rather backwards,
1: but but we don't know that. Like human ingenuity is is. We don't know how the limit of that. Like if we have a problem, there are solutions. Like the things that function our society come from. We had resources, and we figured out a way of doing them. There's a million things we're not figuring out yet. I'm quite optimistic in that way. I like, think you've for just all... defined yourself as an optimist there, yeah. Yeah. For all, for all the sort of, because I am very like the apocalypse is coming type person, but the apocalypse has always been coming. Yeah. Like, every generation's had an apocalypse. And, you know, there will be one, like, climate is terrifying. It does keep you up at night sometimes. But at the same time, like, Cuban Endeavour is is very, um very sort yeah. of i can't think of the word but it's 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 so likely that we'll find solutions to things and there are things that we won't find solutions to things but we are it's sort of we're always evolving in what we do and i think that's an option one of the things i made sure i did at the beginning of the pandemic when it got really bleak was finding the good news like so there's certain places where you'll You'll, they'll just go, here are the best things that humanity's done this week. And you'll find out all these things that, you know, these massive. But do that on GB News, Matt.
0: No, it's good. It's very, listen, I mean, doing this show, I've very much got to the point now where, um, yeah, look, some things are really hard to ignore in to- topical stories. Yeah. But actually, you know, it needs to be more of a sideways approach. We don't, we're not beholden to have to uh, cover every tragic news story. And boy, there's a lot of those. there's
1: there's always going to be tragic news stories and there's always going to be very serious things that we do have to fix like we can't assume that other people will fix things like don't get me wrong but at the same time like Mm. we 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 do come together we forget that sometimes like because the world does feel very polarized at the moment i think that is a, a byproduct of things like social media like you now don't have to meet people in the middle because you get confirmation bias everywhere you look for it like you know both left you've seen both left and right wing calling left and right wing people you know nazis and and this is how fashion is. and everyone's right <laughs> everyone's right because they can find something to support what they believe but the truth is like i hate human beings on mass but i really believe in them like and i do think that Underneath it all, like there's a lot of good in humanities so for all the awful stuff out there. You know, Kurt Vonnegut said it best uh, humanities put here to fuck a and don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. I think that's our default. I think we're playful, we're good people, but life is crushing and life is sort of brings about so much horror with it that. You know, you do find the light through it. It's, oh, God, I can hear myself. But again, <laughs> that's that's the internet. Like, you could spend your life on Twitter, which what we specifically talk about. Because you spend your life on Twitter and, and every day it'd be the end of the world. But you could also KE your feed and every day it can be the most wonderful, like, life-changing thing. Like, everything exists. The human experience isn't, it's always going to be good, it's always going to be bad. It's, it is what it is. It's, it's changing.
0: That's like you remind me of the saying live live every day as if it's your last one day you'll be right.
1: But yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: What, what where can people see, hear you, watch you? What are your future projects? Plug away. Um,
1: oh, um I mean Twitter's where I always the first place all my videos go up. As I say, that's if they're ever going to get momentum, that's where they go. Yeah. Um slowly working on live stuff again and things like that. But yeah, Twitter, just keep an eye on that eventually um, everyone will leave it, and I'll have no platform. So I'm, I'm, I'm making hay whilst yeah. it's there. Oh, yeah.
0: absolutely. Um, Matt, that was amazing. I mean, you know, it's a fantastic effort and, and thought uh, into all those answers. And, you know, we could have gone in so many different directions. You know, again, I think maybe also illustrates the beauty of Twitter as a, as a talking point, which is, again, the whole point of the show, is to use it as a talking point uh, <laughs> rather than and, and actually not just, uh, you know, to sort of like, uh, as you say, the, the confirmation bias and all the other shortcuts that Twitter sort of. Uh, yeah, you know, we should not skim
1: is. skim over that pun that just dropped in because that was good. Carper DMs. Oh, yeah. oh.
0: lovely. Carper <laughs> DMs, lovely. Yeah,
1: fantastic lovely. stuff. What well
0: done, yeah, Martin? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. so. Uh, right, sorry,
1: was there anything you want to? Nope. Um just keep an eye on Twitter. Um, speaking of shows and content, this will completely date stamp it. I know my wife is waiting downstairs to start the final of vigil. And if I am quick tonight, I will put a video out for that but I don't think I have time. Ah okay. Uh, cool. So I am going to yeah, I am going to uh, happy to wrap up with you now No worries. It's Been very right, what, fun. Been very fun.
0: Oh brilliant. I'm really glad you've enjoyed it. I feel, I feel like I've learned a lot actually. You've certainly been reminded of a lot as well. Oh, I talk a lot of shit, don't worry. <laughs> well, like guys, thanks so I just wrap it up for our stream as you've been watching. Um thanks so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the the extra bonus time that we gave you. Um thanks to Martin of course. Um, and we will see you. I'm going to take a week's break next week, and I'm hopefully we will see you back again on October the 10th with Sid Singh. I should be checking that with Sid uh, anon, um, but I will obviously post that on Twitter um, along with clips from the tonight show. Uh, there'll be a podcast version as well, uh, which I'll get sorted, and I'll ping round the link for that. And um, I think that's it in terms of. I mean, obviously, please follow us on Twitter. At LKT Zoom and uh, Matt, thanks uh, again once. Thanks once for having you. me. And uh, see, having you, me. see you, see you streamers. See you later. See you next time.
1: Bye bye.
0: Bye bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to the show. Please do check out the other podcasts in the series. If you go to our website www.letskilltwitter.com, you'll find all our previous shows listed and you can find links to the YouTube versions as well as audio files. If you'd like to support our work, you can do via buymeacoffee.com. If you go to their website, you'll find a Let's Kill Twitter page set up for donations. But anything you can do is much appreciated. A like, a follow, a recommendation to a friend, it all counts. Once again, thanks for listening. We hope to be in your ears again very soon.